What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen, and damn it, it is good to be back. I had to take a hiatus there for what it's been three weeks. So apologies to all my listeners out there who are thinking, what the fuck, Joe? What the fuck, man? You're probably thinking, hey, you got some good rhythm going there. You, we're, we're enjoying it. You, you stuck around weekly, and then you just disappear on us? Huh? Like, talk about abandonment. Maybe some of you have abandonment. Abandonment? What's a tough word? Maybe some of you have issues in which you think people go away and they don't come back. But I'm back. Um, a lot to talk about. Uh, as always, I want to thank my Patreon subscribers. You guys are the best. I updated you guys, letting you know what was going on. The reason there hasn't been a podcast in the last three weeks is because I had some work done on my basement. Yeah, some real first world problems going on over here in the Kilgallen residence. And be, and now I, I officially have my own office. Uh, the office is done. I ordered a couple shelves to put behind me. They should be arriving in the mail tomorrow. And then I'll be able to really make this office slash studio look like the motherfucking tits. And I'm, I'm pumped about that. I am because I think, I think it's important in life to have like a workplace, a workstation, if you will, in which you're happy to be there. You know, I'm looking around these walls and I'm thinking, this is nice, nice new paint. It's got a good smell in here. Uh, the lighting's pretty solid. I've got, I've got my toys. I've got my books. I've got my records. I could lounge in here and listen to some, some vinyl records, right? There's cool stuff on the walls. You guys can't see them all right now, but it's, it, it motivates you to want to be in that room. Uh, so yeah, I keep thinking to myself, you know what? Gotta go to the office, get into that goddamn office and get some work done, Joseph, right? It's, it feels good to have my own space in this house, um, away from all the, the kids stuff, which sometimes is fun. Who am I to say? I don't like playing with Batman and, and Superman and the Avengers. Cause I do, you guys know that about me now. Um, it is, it's been a shit. Well, you guys know I've, this has been the worst year ever for me, but, uh, it's been a really bad few weeks. Um, I'm going to save this for the end. Uh, a lot of you know there was a, a terrible mass shooting on 4th of July, not too far from where I live. Um, I mean, 25 miles north of me. I'm not really sure how far. It would take me about 25, 30 minutes. I've done shows in Highland Park, Illinois. The lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan, owns like a coffee shop slash music venue that does stand-up comedy once a month. And I headlined a show there. And Billy Corgan was standing in the back of the room watching, laughing at yours truly. So I've been to Highland Park. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that. I'll save that for the end because it's it's all very sad and depressing. And I've got thoughts, damn it. I've got thoughts. So I'm going to say that for the end because I want, look, with the world being the way it is, I think it's important to try to find humor and laughter where we can. And I haven't done this podcast in three weeks or so. And I did not want my first episode back to be a downer out the gate. You know, so I figured I'd save that. Uh, instead, I'll tell you some fun stuff I did while I was away, away from the podcast. That is, I did the show called the blackout diaries, which is a uh, it's turning into a podcast. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's gonna become a podcast. It was created by Sean Flannery. Who's one of the funniest standup comedians in the world. He actually has a book coming out. I got to get Sean on to talk about his book. He's got a book uh, called places I've been kicked out of. And Sean's one of those dudes, if the name isn't as obvious, uh, Sean Flannery is an Irish American lad who has the best stories, many of which alcohol plays a main character. And 
and he's he's a phenomenal storyteller. He's been on Comedy Central several times. The show's This Is Not Happening, which was a Comedy Central storytelling show. I think he was on that twice even. A great writer, a great dude. Um, so he created the Blackout Diaries in which stand-up comedians and sometimes non-comedians will go up and tell hilarious stories in which, again, alcohol is a main character. Now, I did this show this past Friday. Normally, uh, Jonah Jerkins, who's a co-producer, co-executive producer of the show, he normally hosts it a lot, as well as Alex Joyce, who's a great dude. Lauren Vino filled in wonderfully for everyone I just named. She was great. And uh, it's a really fun show. It's at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago in the Bucktown neighborhood. They they pack it out. It was packed that night. And so I'm going last because that's where I go. <laughs> you put guys like me at the, we, we close shit out, you know? And uh, I was telling the story of how I lost my wedding ring. I was about five months into the marriage and I maybe I've told this on the podcast before, but I'll summarize it for those of you who are listening for the very first time. The year is 2014. It's like January 25th, 24th. It's late January. And I was set to move to Los Angeles in about a week or so. So that whole final month before I moved to LA, I was trying to do all the Chicago things as possible. Now you guys know I'm back in Chicago. I couldn't stay away from my home. And I lived in LA for about three and a half years, though. I had a lot of fun there. Came back with a dog and a baby and my SAG card. Hell yeah. And, um, but, but when it was time to go, I'd never lived anywhere else. I didn't go away to college even. So for me, it was like a big thing. And I remember being like, I got to Chicago it up as much as possible because I'm going to miss the hell out of this place. And the one evening I was kind of bar hopping with a few friends. We wind up at a place called Yahtzee's. There's only one location left. They had two locations. This one was uh, on Diversity near the lake, near Lakeshore Drive. And kind of a douchey bar, if I'm being honest. But it was open till 4 a.m. So people liked it. It was free popcorn. And I'm there with some friends. My one buddy, I remember him talking up this girl. And had a good report. I was, you know, chatting. So I met her. And later in the evening, though, I see her at the popcorn machine. Now, I was good good and properly drunk at this stage. She, I see her. She's getting, she's taking popcorn. She's, which is you're entitled to, but it was just taking a lot of popcorn. She was filling several baskets. And I kind of thought to myself, like, this is too much. So I kind of playfully was like, yo, where, where are you going, popcorn hog? And she even looked back and smiled a little bit because she recognized me. She's like, ah, you know, and I see her walk towards like a group of friends, about six guys, three or four girls, big group. They had like their own little section there. And I, and I caught eyes with this one dude and he's, he's staring daggers at me, looking at me hard. And I'm like, the fuck is this about? So I just got, I don't even say anything. I just give him like a look like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like without actually verbalizing it. You guys know that face you give. They're like, something to say, that, that face. And he goes, hey, being a little loud over there, guy. <laughs> so I respond with, I'll fucking kill you. Which I know you're, you're I'm jumping levels. I know there's that, was that, uh, who did that joke? Demetri Martin? No, Dan Cook. Dan Cook had a joke like 20 years ago where it was like someone's calls you guy, then you call him chief, and then it's a back and forth. I I don't I don't play that game. I go right for it. He kind of steps towards me. I step towards him. There's people in between. Like, eh, relax, relax. For whatever reason, the bartender kicked me out. I don't know why. Because I threatened to kill somebody. That seems kind of bush league. It's a 4 a.m. bar. I, you know, I have a weapon in my hand, right? So they kick me out. And of course, on my way out, I'm talking shit to the bar and to that dude still. I probably knocked over a few chairs on my way out. You know, I'm one of those people that I get my money's worth. If you're going to eject me from the game, I'm kicking dirt. I'm going to throw a base, right? That's, 
I might, I might dump the sunflower seeds onto the field, right? I'm, I'm getting my money's worth if you're going to eject me. So I'm outside. My friends come out shaking their heads like, dude, oh, come on. We're at the time, how old are we? We're 29 years old. The guy says, well, we're 29 years old. What, 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 what are you doing starting shit for? I'm like, yeah, you started with me. What the fuck? You know, now, uh, for those of you who have forgotten, January of 2014 in the Midwest was a thing called the polar vortex. We're standing outside. It's about minus 28 degrees. It's dangerous temperatures. My friend's like, all right, let's get a car. I think Uber was just starting to be a thing then. And I'm like, hold on. Let's see if this guy comes out. They're like, dude, are you fucking insane? Do you really want to fight in this weather? Do you want to fight at all? Again, we're 29. Let's grow up, Peter Pan. I'm like, all right. While we're waiting for the car, they came out. So I was kind of happy. I was stalling a little bit too, if I'm being quite honest. And I was like, okay. Hey, I said to the guy, I go, hey, come out here to talk some more shit. And to this guy's credit, and I do give him credit on this move. To this day, I admire it. He didn't say anything. He just went, bam, came, kind of did like a little running start, two-hand shove. It's fucking city bus bench right behind me. I flip over the goddamn thing. I am in two feet of slush. I'm now in the busy street. My, I, I got loyal friends. And my one friend just like, all right, it's time. Dex him. We kind of had a Google hunting thing, me and my friends growing up, now that I realize it. And uh, I think it's just the neighborhood, the type part of the city we're from. We're just kind of like, well, you hit my friend. I got to hit you now, even though they were all like, this is dumb. Um, some, some parts of the country, they would have looked at me in the snow and be like, that's what you get. We told you to go to let it go. Not my friends. They go, bam, let's hit this kid. And, and then it was, it was a melee. It was a real brouhaha. It was a brawl. And I just wanted to get to the main guy. And I, I then realized we were outnumbered like six to three. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take out a few people where I can like, you know, all right, I got to twist this guy's ankle. I got to, I got to eliminate people from the fight, but I get to the main dude after high stepping it through the, through the slush and the two, cause there's two feet of snow and it's minus 25 get a lick or two in. And then I fall into his arms. Cause it was like ice on the ground. And I'm like, this is bad. But then I fucking throw him into a headlock while I have him in a headlock. His friends are hitting me on the side of the head. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do now? I did the only thing you could do when you have a man in a headlock and you're taking freaking hits from all different directions. I snapped back and I fucking DDT him. That's right. At pro wrestling fans. I made, I did a DT, a DDT that would make Bret Hart blush. That's how good this DDT was. I fucking nailed him. And I rolled him over. He had blood coming from the forehead. And I'm like, okay, I won this shit, you know? And th thankfully, cooler heads started to prevail because that's when stuff started to stop. Because this was the longest street fight ever. Anyone who's ever been in a street fight knows they last about 85 seconds tops. This was going on seven minutes to the point where I'm like, is there anyone going to come out and stop this? Because this is getting too long. I'm out of breath. And uh, he stood up and he's bleeding. And it, ooh, it was pretty. I'm going to tell my kids about it when they're of age, about how badly I fucked this guy up. Uh, by the way, it's also a dangerous move to do to a human being. Pro wrestlers, it's choreographed. You know, they know how to land when someone does a, a move like that. And <laughs> this guy didn't. I remember when I hit the DT, there was a crowded form at that point. They were all like, oh. And then they took a couple seconds and then they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? So they turned on me quickly there. I went from you know, face to heel real quick. And then uh, as the guy stood up, he wanted to keep going. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking bleeding. You're dripping snow on this fresh white powder down here. And it's not a good look. So I said to him, so he could save face. I go, look, dude, you got some shots and I got some shots and it's over. Which is again, his way of, that's an out. I gave him an exit. Cause that's code for, I fucked you up, dude. All right. Yeah. You got some shots in earlier, but look at my face. Look at yours. I won. But I say it out loud where it's like, you got some shots and I got some shots in. It's done. And so I said, all right. And, you know, and that kind of pretty much ended it. But during that fight, it's freezing out. My ring was already a little loose. Your fingers shrink when it's cold out. The ring came off. 
on one of my left crosses. I have a sneaky left cross and couldn't find the damn thing to the point where I had to come back the next day. I asked people online if they had a metal detector. I was literally like going through the snow, like uh, some sort of gold miner back in the 1840s looking for gold, like, you know what I mean? Sifting through it. Like, and I just couldn't find it. And I spent hours and hours. And in the story, I talk about how someone at that bar Yahtzee's came out and said, Hey, you're the guy that started that fight last night. Right. And at this point I'm like, yeah, I just admitted. I'm like, yeah, it was me. Well, you know, not my best moment. I didn't apologize though. I'm pretty sure. And he's like, all right, well, just so you know, you are banned from this bar for life. I'm like, Oh really? You're going to, you're going to fucking ban me. Cause in my brain, remember guys, I'm moving out of the city in a week. I could give a fuck if I'm banned from a bar. I barely like, so I was like, are you going to ban me for, for fighting in front of your bar? I didn't fight inside your bar. Let's be clear on that. I fought on public property. They happened to be, in front of your bar just so we're clear on that and just so you're clear buddy and this time i'm doing the buddies and the chiefs and the guys any fight i get into in the future is going to take place now in front of your bar that's where i don't give a fuck where i am in vicinity to your bar i'll tell the other guy you want to take this shit outside and by outside i mean about seven miles east of here i'll pay for the uber i'm fucking crazy like that's what i'm t- i'm just screaming at this guy being like the fuck out of here i literally told him i'm like go back inside before i fight you he was like i'm just fucking doing it it's like no nah, it just pissed me off you know what i mean I'm not, I'm not even right in front of the bar. I'm in front of the bar and a little over. I'm looking for my wedding ring that meant a lot to me. And um, I replaced it, obviously, but I never found the damn thing. Never found it. So in the show, The Blackout Diaries, one of, one of the really fun parts of it is they do a Q&A. So the comedian or, or non-comedian goes up, tells their story. Then the host comes back on and opens it up to the audience for a question and answer. And people were asking me some fun questions. And you know, there's always some stuff that doesn't even pertain to the story like one guy's like have you ever been told you look like andy dalton former cincinnati Bengals and chicago bears quarterback and i'm like yeah yeah i've heard that before and then yeah some other silly ones here or there and then uh this one woman says uh why is your wife still with you that was her question or was it why hasn't your wife left you or why is she still with you and just by the way that's a fucking harsh question right and there's also no cool way for me to answer that there isn't certain questions when you're on stage there are certain questions that if you're asked it's hard for you to look cool and i say that because if someone says why is your wife still with you and i respond with oh because i know how to fuck it makes you know i mean that's not like i might have gotten some laughs and all that but it's not like cool cool right because as comedians, if we brag too much, it, it doesn't always play that well. Something about that. Rappers, they could brag. Um, I guess actors to a point, sure. But for whatever reason, as comedians, we can't kind of have to play it. So I was just like, and a lot of the people in the crowd started to groan back at her. Like, well, what the fuck? Kind of dumb? That's a horrible question people were saying. Um, and I was like, well, because I'm a good guy. She loves me. Like, And I'm like, I got to make it clear to you. I told her, I go. You heard a story about me fighting and think, oh, this must be a violent guy. I am not, okay? I will own that I am a man with a bad temper, but I I go to therapy for that. I've been working on it for the last year and a half. I've been working on it for most of my life. Most people with a bad temper wish they were in more control. But people with, there's a confusion in society. They think bad temper equals angry person. I am not an angry person. I have said this over and over again on this podcast and to many a person in real life. I have a bad temper that is different than being an angry person. An angry person fucking is someone out there who's like, oh, the world's out to get me and all this kind of shit, right? That's like an angry person. They have a lot of hate in their heart. They're constantly negative. I 
am a fun-loving guy who, when I'm out and about, is like, hey, how the fuck are you? Like, you know, have some drinks. But I'm out and about, and I'm glad-handing people and having a good time and having a genuine interest in other people's lives. If someone is a dick, I have a short fuse. I have no fear of being confrontational. You know, like if you shoulder bump me at a bar and I turn and you don't go my bad, I go, hey, fuckhead, how about some manners? Like, you know what I mean? That's the difference. That's a bad temper. A bad temper is someone who stubs their toe and, and screams the word cunt. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like, hey, settle down, pal. You know, that's that's a bad temper. Um, again, I hope you guys don't listen to these this podcast in front of children because I do not censor myself with that in mind. I was just thinking, I've got a shout out to my neighbor, Eileen. She tells me she listens to the podcast every now and then. I'm like, I hope to God it's not with your children present. Okay. So um, it was just a weird question for her to ask, but thankfully a few women in the crowd, now I'm going to brag a little bit, a few women in the crowd, in, including the great host, Lauren Vina, were kind enough to be like, well, the, um, they're like, uh, he's hot, which was nice to have people shout that out for me, which was a, a cool thing. Cause I can't say that. I can't be like, why, why is she married to me? Um, Cause I'm six foot one and I got blue eyes. What, what the fuck do you think? Cause I'm hilarious. Like, you know, again, I can't, if I come back too hard at her, I don't look that cool. That, that's why I kind of was like, listen, what I did say that didn't make it okay. And I even called myself on that. I'm like, look, you heard me tell a violent story, but I don't hit her. <laughs> you know, It's so funny to say that because, um, I had to itch on my nose. As I said that, which is always like, why do you itch his nose after he said he doesn't hit her? Does that mean he answer? So it's, it's hilarious because again, you tell a story about fighting someone and people think that's who you are constantly. And I'm like, that's not, you think everyone who gets into a little bar fight, not even a bar fight outside a bar or anyone who like loses their temper over someone is smacking their wife and kids around. I mean, that's, that's crazy to think of. You don't know enough people. Um, or maybe they do know people and those people hit, hit them and hit women they know. And that's terrible too. So Sorry that maybe my story made me think made you think bad things like that. But again, I was just like, look, I know I told a violent story, but it's not like I hit her. I mean, that's how I said it because it was such a all the questions were like fun and cool questions. And then that one was just like, Jesus, because then it made me think, why is she with me? Well, maybe she, could, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was just a really crazy, crazy question. It's 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 weird how people are. I've been. I've been noticing lately, I don't know what's going on with society. I mean, besides the obvious shit stuff, but there's also little things I've noticed. This one cracked me up that I came across. I was talking about with some of my comedian friends the same night because I did two shows at the Lincoln Lodge. That's where the Blackout Diaries is. It's at the Lincoln Lodge. I did the Lincoln Lodge main stage, and then they have all these like satellite shows because there's three uh, stages in one venue. It's a pretty cool, actually. They got this main bar that a lot of people hang out at that's really cool. And then there's like stage one, two, and three or something like that. Um, the back room is pretty small. So that's kind of like a cabaret style. So you get like 40 people in there and it feels like packed to the brim. Right. And then they got this one stage off to the side and then the other. Anyway, uh, and one night you could bounce around from show to show because they'll have three shows running at once. It's really fun. And I did a show earlier, but between shows, I was talking about with some comedians. How <laughs> some I've been seeing a lot of this lately. People will say a thing and then they go, isn't that typical of whatever they are? I'll give you an example. Um, a black friend on Instagram, she said, like, uh, here's the thing that only black people do. And it's, we'll put food in the microwave. And instead of just doing two minutes, we'll do 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, and keep checking it. And I'm like, that's everyone does that. That's not particular to your race. I, I do that as a white guy. I know other people who do that. 
I don't like th- th- there's a that's a thing I've been seeing. People give an example where I'm like, that's not just you. Another friend of mine on Twitter wrote, uh, she's a lesbian and she goes, Me and my wife, uh, you know, just moved together to another state with a U-Haul, like hitched to our, tr- our our car. Is that not the most lesbian thing you've ever heard of? And I'm like, moving across the moving to another state with a U-Haul? That's a lesbian thing. Oh yeah, you know those lesbos. Always packing shit in boxes and then renting a way to transport those boxes. Typical lesbians conveniently traveling to another state in search of a better house and happiness and job opportunities. That is specific to lesbian. Like I remember I was reading that like, how the fuck did you really think that was, I mean, one thing if she was like, oh, um, I proposed to my girlfriend after our softball game. Okay. That sounds lesbianish, right? Um, I hope I don't control over saying lesbo two seconds ago. I was doing a character. All right. Uh, but yeah, just I mean, that shit makes me laugh. I want to, I want to keep now on my brain is like, again, I only started discovering this over the past weekend, but now I am every time I so, go on to social media, I'm like, please, I want to see more. I want to see more of this crazy shit because is anyone else going to, I want one where it's like, there I go again. Typical, typical Scottish guy. I just ran three miles and now I'm sweating. You know, a Scotsman. Always getting sweaty underneath those armpits. Ah, it's, it's a thing our people have been doing for since since the beginning. When we exercise to the point of exhaustion, we uh, we sweat, we uh, perspire. Perspire, perspire. That's a word I've not said out loud in a long time. You ever catch yourself coming across a word you've not uttered out loud in a really long time, and as you say it, you're, you're doubting if you're saying it correctly. That's happened to me a couple times on this podcast in this episode alone. Well, you know, it is good to be back, everybody. And I hope uh, you enjoyed some lighthearted talk just a few seconds ago. And now that I have the office, the excuses are no more. I'm going to be amping up the amount of content in which I put out. I will be putting out Joe Kilgallen podcast shorts. I might have a thing where I pop on last minute just to talk about like, oh, I just saw this thing. And now I'm giving you five minutes on it. Bam saying it out into the world, putting it up on YouTube. So you're going to see a lot of that. And I hope you're here for it. Cause I'm definitely here for it. Also, as the fall comes, um, summer's going to be tough, but fall, maybe after my hour, I'm, I'm trying to get to a schedule where guests are going to become more part of the equation again. Cause I know, I know most of you miss the guests. A lot of you are being nice for a while saying we love the solo, but I think a lot of you, I think more of you miss having me, go back and forth with a guest as opposed to the solo. I know some of you say, hey, no, I like the solo better. I've got, I got mixed. I think I'm getting mixed results on these. So we'll, we'll see. Um, it is that time in the podcast though, where I do need to get serious with you for a moment. And if you're one of the people out there who's just sick and tired of hearing this, or you're like, Joe, I don't come to your podcast to hear you talk about um, serious topics, which is weird. Cause I usually do touch on them when, when they're impactful and they mean something um, you could turn it off right now. And that's totally cool. But I do have to talk about what happened in Highland Park, Illinois, on the 4th of July, what, around 10-ish in the morning, 10.30 in the morning, I want to say. A horrific event happened. Um, I think last time I I saw almost 30 people were wounded, seven people uh, murdered. And I won't say the piece of shit's name. By now, you have heard it. Uh, More and more tragic stories are coming from it in regards to the victims. And again, my heart goes out to all the victims, but my heart doesn't mean shit to prevent this going forward. It just doesn't. Uh, 
it's amazing that we can utter the words thoughts and prayers anymore without any sense of just meaningless. We, we might as well say um, shot glasses and CDs. I'm looking around the room, obviously picking random objects. We might as well say pens and adapters, pens and adapters with you. Cause they don't mean, it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't, it really doesn't. I mean, if you see someone face to face and you're at a wake or a funeral and you're like, listen, my heart goes out to you. I really, I feel I'm so sorry you're going through this. That I believe, of course, but to, to hear more politicians, more celebrities, more anyone say our thoughts and prayer. What, what, what does it fucking mean? Our thoughts and prayers don't mean jack shit. They just don't. If they meant anything, the amount of times people type them, text them, print them, whatever the fuck it is, say them out loud, maybe something would change. But it seems like it's more and more frequent. So much to the point where I couldn't remember if the massacre in Uvalde, I think it's called Uvalde, Texas, happened during my last episode or happened in between since I did the last episode of this podcast. Isn't that fucked up? It happens. We're disgusted. We're pissed. We're sad. We move on and way too quickly often. Um, and that involves small little children being blown into bits. Uh, and I think it's important to say this stuff out loud. You know, um, Roe v. Wade was also overturned since the last time I talked to you guys. I could, I could, I'll, I could give my thoughts on that another time, but I think it's important to focus on the, the task at hand. But I do think, um, you know, if it wasn't until television that people started to see the way black people in the South were being treated and they wanted equal rights. If television wasn't around, I don't know if the 64 Civil Rights Act gets passed. There's something about human beings seeing something visually and then saying, all right, enough. That's enough. Um, Ray Rice, the running back for the Baltimore Ravens, got a two-game suspension for hitting his girlfriend. Remember the whole elevator thing? Then the video was released, and the whole country said, you get rid of this fucking guy. You get two games for that. I'm surprised she's not dead because he knocked her on an elevator and it looked like she was dead. That, you know, that's this is a professional athlete who's jacked out of his mind, a ripped dude, strong as hell, punching a defenseless woman as hard as he could in the side of the head. You know, she's like, she wasn't killed, but it wasn't until we saw the video where we were able to say two games is not enough. He needs to be done with this league forever. And he has been. So, yeah, I mean, I know one wants to see gruesome pictures of real life people being murdered, but I'm at the end. I'm, I'm at a loss of ideas. Um, you know, those, I used to work downtown Chicago in the loop. And when I'd get come up from the subway over at Washington and Dearborn, I would, there would be pro pro-life people with huge things of what a, a fetus looked like. You know what I mean? Um, or an aborted fetus, you know, I don't know how they got those pictures. Uh, and those were all really unfair because, you know, only 1.2% of abortions took place after the 20th week, by the way. So, um, most of it would be like a clump. Anyway, that's, that's another talk. So, um, what, what, maybe if we showed pictures of what these AR-15s do to the human body, it might make people be like, yeah, enough of this. Because people went to the 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois, a very affluent area, an area that doesn't have crime really at all, other than what some drunk kid stealing beer out of someone else's garage. I don't really know. I've never heard of much crime there at all. Because everyone says this doesn't happen in places like this, which by the way, this shouldn't happen anywhere. And when people say, oh, even the suburbs aren't safe now, it's like, well, clearly it's a, it was, you know, it's not like that's every day. Um, 
Yeah, as sickened as I am by what happened, I the reactions don't make me feel better for a solution or for where we're going as a society. It really doesn't. I mean, I saw one person comment, this one I know, after the words going, oh man, I better renew my conceal and carry. I got that coming up. What would you have fucking done? Renew your conceal and carry? It's like you think that would have... They still this idea that a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy. It's a parade. Have you ever have you ever been to a parade? There's police everywhere. And there were. There were armed police officers fucking everywhere. Nobody anticipates a psychopath going to the top of a roof and shooting at innocent people. You know what I mean? That, that never gets anticipated. So when your reaction is, oh, if I had my gun, you would have been shot in the fucking head. Stop acting like all you fucking people out there who think you're goddamn Rambo. Stop acting like you're always ready. Okay. Because these same dipshits who say stuff like this, I've been out and about in public with them. Okay. They'd be pretty easy to fucking take. Oh, look, McDonald's has two for one. This, Oh, really? Let me look up at the sign. Bam. I just shot you in your stupid face. That's what people don't understand. If someone wants to kill you, they're going to probably be able to get the jump on you because nobody walks around in their day-to-day life. This isn't the movies. You know what I mean? Where where uh, there's a, you're Jason Bourne and you're just you've been trained to be ready for any little fucking thing that may happen. This isn't that. Most people are wandering around enjoying themselves. For all you know, several of the people who got killed were strapped, but they're waving at parade floats with their family, trying to catch fucking candy and frisbees, wherever the fuck else they throw from parade floats. They weren't looking up, surveillancing the goddamn buildings in Highland Park, Illinois. So fucking stupid that the people still out, you know. And look. You really reveal yourself to be a real dumb fucking cuck. If you think when people say we need to get rid of AR-15s, you think they're going to take your stupid little handgun. All gun laws do are make it for law-abiding citizens harder to get a gun. Good, it should make it harder for everybody, stupid fuck. How badly do you need a gun at all times? Maybe if you weren't such a piece of shit to everybody, you wouldn't be in constantly fear of getting shot in the fucking face. You ever think of that? Maybe if you were nicer pert like... All we've been asking for, and by we, I mean people with a common sense brain, we've been asking to make it a little bit more difficult for psychos to get fucking AR-15s. Make it just a smidge. Can you make it a little bit more difficult? Do you really have an AR-15 to protect your house? You mean to tell me if someone breaks into your house in the middle of the night, you go, it's okay, honey. I'm going to go load up the AR. Like, really? the fuck do you live? Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Again, you want a rifle to go hunting? You know what I mean? Sure. Go for it. Go nab a buck. Even though I don't like that. I, like, I think deer are cool. Why do you want to shoot a deer on the fucking head? But fine. Again, I'm not going to infringe on that. If you want a handgun to protect your house, sure. You better have a dog too because if they break in the middle of the night, you're not going to be able to find that. The dog warns you that someone's at the door. So throwing that out there. Again, fine. Nobody, literally not one person suggested that. Yeah, there might be some people who are pissed off in the aftermath who will say, get rid of all guns. But then once they calm down a little bit, they'll realize, yeah, that's impossible. This is America. There's more guns than people. We're not getting that toothpaste back in the tube. We know that. Again, sensible people have accepted that. But you do not need an AR-15. And if you think you need an AR-15, can I have a nuke? Can I have a nuclear weapon? That's what I'm going to post. I'm going to say, hey, it's my God-given right in the Second Amendment to have a nuclear weapon. Sorry, Southerners, you get the accent. It's just easy to do for this shit. Really, it says right to bear arms. Nuke's an arm. Why can't I have a nuke? Huh? Only a sissy, silly, sally-ass liberal wouldn't have a nuke to protect their family. 
You must not care about your kids if you don't have a nuke in your house. The Russians have nukes. I should have a nuke. That's how that's how Thomas Washington wanted it. That's right. Benjamin Adams, the founding fathers, they wanted me to have a nuclear weapon. It's fucking it's 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 laughable. It, it, it it's fucking insane. That would be insane, right? To have a nuke. That's that's how a lot of people feel about the AR-15. You don't need a you don't need a thing that holds a high-powered magazine that shoots out that many fucking rounds that fucking quickly. You, you just don't. There's no that's not a protection thing. And also, when the fuck are people going to underline the part of the Second Amendment? It says a well-regulated. The first three words are a well-regulated. So when someone suggests we shouldn't have assault weapons and civilians' hands. And you say that's taking away my second amendment, right? I want to say to you, oh, well, do you know what regulated means? Oh, what? Oh, well, the right to bear arms should not be infringed. And it says a well-regulated militia. A militia is not a single person. It's not a solo guy. And again, this is a guy who had the cops called it. There's all sorts of red flags. And now they're talking about red flag laws and all this other kind of shit. And it just, it seems like anyone could get one of these things. An 18-year-old in Texas got it. This is a 22-year-old whose dad co-signed on it, which is like, why did a dad need to do it? You're 22 years old. You need, you need your dad to co-sign or co-sponsor? That's a fucked up family right there, don't you think? And again, it just feels like this is the reality. If this is the reality of America, I don't know why more Americans aren't trying to leave the country. For real. Seriously, this is a nation founded by people who traveled, who immigrated everywhere. Right, I see. I see everyone's last names who listen to this podcast. The ones who I interact with, I know those aren't American last names. I could tell by looking at them. Oh, your family came from blah blah blah. I think about my the, my friends, my comedian friends that I hang out with. Right, Abby Sanchez, Sanchez. Clearly, that like you know, there is no American last name. They all come from different places. Greg Bartuziak, clearly a Polish guy. Danny Callis, Callis Greek. Mark Derosa, Mark. There was a baseball player named Mark Derosa. Marty Derosa, Italian. Mike Leibovitz, that's Jewish. Uh, Leibovitz, is that German maybe? I don't know. Um, but it's definitely, he's Jewish. So like, you know, Kilgallen, Irish. Like, you know, French names, Greek names. Like I see that all, we we made this up to, to try to form what was a, on paper a great country. We've never truly lived up to our ideals. And it's, I know we, it's hard for us to say out loud that maybe we, we're not a great country because it's been driven into our fucking skulls since we were, what? fifth grade for preschool when you learn the pledge of allegiance in preschool you know we're told right away america's the best we're the best we're the best we're the best i think we're selfish as shit i think we have great people i think we have great art i think there's great food here i think there's a lot of great inventors there's uh there is some exceptionalism to this country it's beautiful the geography the land is gorgeous uh but the things that are always going to hold us back is uh how selfish we are. I think that's the number one thing. Cause that's what it comes down to greed on so many sides of things, uh, not giving a fuck about other people. You know, everyone always, so many people I know now that glorify the world war two generation and they did some impressive stuff. The world war two generation also known as the greatest generation. They sacrificed. That was the most impressive thing about them. And people forget that, but yeah, we've got too much hate. There's too much bigotry. There's too much ignorance and people wear their ignorance like a badge. Um, God, I could go on. I wanted this to be a 30 minute podcast, but I'm already at 35 minutes and I could go on and on. But if you're listening this far, you probably agree with me enough. I don't think, you know, if you, 
If you think, no, we should all have AR-15s and it's the mental health issue and all this other stuff. Again, okay, if you say it's a mental health issue, I want I want to see, I haven't seen a single Republican uh, put forth a bill to help fight mental health. I haven't seen a single one. I haven't seen, and by the way, I'm not saying the Democrats, Democrats aren't doing shit either. Um, they talk, but they, they, they still capitulate way too much. Um, yeah, it's, 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 can't go to a fucking 4th of July parade. And what killed me too is at night, I went to go get gas and every, all around, I was surrounded by everyone's own personal fireworks shows. Everybody was setting off fireworks. A lot of townships and like nearby suburbs of that suburb of Highland Park, they canceled theirs out of respect. Most people did not. Most people did not. It sounded like a war zone, how many fireworks were going off around me when I was at that gas station and around my house. And it just made me think to myself, like, you couldn't, none of you thought, hey, tonight's not the night. Our, we just, our, our area, our state just suffered a whole, a huge tragedy. You know, there's a two-year-old kid that I remember seeing the post on social media that day, like, you know, within the hour of it happening, going, this two-year-old was lost. We found this two-year-old and can anyone help us find his parents? And of course, some dickhead, because this is America now, just say shit without fucking thinking it through. Some asshole commented on the tweet, what kind of parents abandon their child? So there's a shooting and they just go running for themselves, didn't even think of their kid. What kind of piece of shit? And right away as I'm reading this, I'm like, dude, I hope they're alive um, because I want them to be alive, of course. But why would you say something like that? Because if they're not alive, which in my, my instinct was that they weren't, you, aren't you going to feel like the biggest piece of shit in the world? But again, that doesn't run across their heads. These people just... Our education system, which on purpose has been bad. It really has. If you look at it, it's been bad on purpose. I know so many teachers that are amazing. Both of my sisters are teachers. Tons of friends are teachers. They're doing the best they can. They're underfunded. They're not getting enough help. It's just, um, and then it, and it turns out people like that. A person who sees someone make a post going, we're trying to reunite this two-year-old with their, it's his parent. I think it was a little boy, two-year-old with his parents. Can someone help us? Your comment, what kind of pieces should parents leave their kid? Guess what though? It was revealed that the parents were killed. This poor two-year-old went to a fucking 4th of July parade to wave at some floats, have a hot dog, celebrate America and the founding of the country and, and the freedom. But we don't have freedom to even get, not get shot in the fucking head at a goddamn parade. Uh, yeah, that kid's an orphan now. Hope he becomes Batman later. Um, sorry, I'm a comedian. I still have to try to make some shit funny. Um, but it's fucked up, man. It's just... And yeah, it does hit you different as a parent. Um, but I think it, hits, it should hit you regardless. But it definitely, you know, I can't even imagine that. Shit breaks my goddamn heart. Um, all right. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll start to move forward as a, as, as a country. Um, it's all you can do really is hope. And, you know, again, I don't, I just want to know the reasons why these people think it's not the guns. Um, I saw a video recently in Georgia. Road rage. Guy took a gun and started shooting at the other car. Yeah, clearly that guy has mental problems. But again, he, he had easy access to a gun. White Sox pitcher Liam Hendricks is Australian. He just came off the IL injured list. And kudos to him. He knew he was going to get a lot of interviews. So he brought it up right away. He said, when I came to America, I had to take a, a test to get my driver's license. I don't need to take a test to get a gun. I just don't see how you think 
And again, if you think you need a gun to protect yourself from the government, you are not looking at the scoreboard. You're outnumbered. Okay. You're outnumbered. Again, the government has tanks and nukes. You think your AR-15 is going to stop them if they want to come get you? Send a SWAT team in after you and you're fucked. It just, just wish we could get back to the point where, I don't know. I don't know. Again, there's a lot of doom and gloom at the end of this episode. All right. I've been, I've been going at for 40 minutes. Um, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Um, you know, shout out to all the people on the scene, uh, who, who went to help people, you know, I've heard stories of doctors and police officers and anyone nearby, uh, nurses and everyone who did everything they could to help keep people alive and to protect people and people who are telling them, Hey, get behind this and get in the store. And, you know, people going into the stores on the street and, and duck for cover and people that's, that's where we still are. We're great as Americans there, right? Human beings. That's a human being thing. That's not even uniquely American, but we need more of that before the bullets start to come. It feels like the bullets come and that's when we look out for the other people. I mentioned the fireworks thing again, because I've seen people say, Hey, sorry, you're PTSD. I don't give a shit. I like fireworks. I like things that are, I like the boom and the colors. And that just makes you seem really dumb, by the way. What are you, nine? Oh, look at the pretty colors. It's a, it's a cool side. Like, you didn't get over that when you hit puberty. I hit puberty and I was like, I'm going to go look at her. I got to look up at the sky. Oh, oh, it's the same as the last forever. It's the same as forever. All right, cool. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be looking over here. Um, Again, I've seen countless things. I, I, read, I read this. I'll read this to you guys. Sorry, I'm going a little long here, but fuck it, right? Fireworks. During fireworks, bees become so disoriented they don't go back to their hives. Birds have panic attacks at night causing mass deaths. Mass deaths. Wild animals raising babies abandon their dens in fear. Bunnies and squirrels and whatnot. Fish and other animals perish after ingesting firework debris because a lot of people do them over the lakes and stuff. Uh, companion animals, your service dogs, have anxiety and panic attacks. And humans, mainly combat veterans, go through PTSD. Um, and this suggests silent fireworks. In Italy, I read they have same fight. They look the same as our fireworks, but they're silent. They 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 have a thing. And it's an invention called silent fireworks. Go for that. But also, maybe, just maybe, on a day in which there's a hor horrible tragedy, you don't light off the fireworks, right? Maybe that's not the day. Just a thought. Wouldn't it have been weird if on 9/11, and I'm not comparing the latest mass shooting to 9/11. Uh, although there's way more mass shootings now than have ever anyone died on 9-11. But imagine if on a day like that, someone starts shooting off fireworks. Your fireworks don't expire. Save them for another fucking day. All right. Just have some common courtesy. That's what we all need more of. All right. You guys are the best for listening. I really appreciate that. Uh, be good to each other out there. And I will talk to you soon. Cheers.